Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. That was a fucking frustrating game, fam. Um, on one hand, it's good to be frustrated because it means there's something, uh, there's, there's, there's meaning to these games. On the other, uh, missed opportunity after missed opportunity. We can complain about the uh, the Nolan Patrick goal that wasn't counted because the refs are incompetent. We can. Uh, it's worth complaining about. Uh, but at the end of the day, they still just couldn't capitalize on enough of their opportunities. Uh, they did end up getting that one power play goal at the end, the Voracek goal on the uh, on the Malkin penalty, but the power play just not good enough. Claude Giroux, all game, just not good enough. Travis Sanheim, uh, those are the two that really stood out to me, were Giroux and Sanheim, guys who just did not bring enough tonight. Uh, Sanheim gets beat to that puck in the corner clean off the neutral zone faceoff. Um, Gensel wraps it around, gets that third goal, and for all intents and purposes, ends the game. The Malkin, uh, the Malkin slash, of course, provides a late opportunity, but it was just a little too late. And then, of course, Giroux gets tossed for going after a loose puck. Um, he gets hit high, and for some reason it's a penalty against both guys. I don't know. Uh, but those aren't the reasons they lost. The reasons they lost were a couple of key mistakes and not capitalizing on their opportunities, including the early power plays. Uh, let's see. They had, yeah, the, they had two puck over the glass penalties in the first 25 minutes of this game. And those are like gimmies. They're not, it's not a play where they, I always just like, that's an extra one. It's not like someone had to take a cross check to draw that penalty. No one had to make a play and then get tripped. It's simply just the guy played the puck over the glass. It's an extra man advantage. Um, and you need to take advantage of at least one of the two of those. Totally different game if you finish there. Uh, but give credit where it's due, Matt Murray who has had some spectacular postseason uh, heroics in his career, has been uh, kind of average uh, in this in this regular season. He was incredible tonight. Really hate it because, you know, we really wanted to see Carter Hart stand out tonight, and that was not the case. However, I'm going to look for a silver lining in this one, and I know it's frustrating. We're pissed. Don't want to even look for the positives to take out of a game that you ultimately lose 4-1 to to the Pittsburgh Penguins at home to snap the point streak, snap Carter Hart's winning streak, all that stuff. I'm bothered by all of it as well. But I'm going to look. I'm going to find one positive. This was a controversial game. This was a game that's going to piss the Flyers off. I want them furious. I want, I want them playing mad as hell on the 23rd at that outdoor game. Uh, national TV game, big crowd in Lincoln Financial Field, going to be a good time. I want them playing mad in that game. And if they're not mad after what happened tonight, uh, they just don't have it in them. Uh, so let's get to your stuff. Those are really my notes from the evening. Um, oh, and Shane Gostaspear, I wanted to point out Two different things with Ghost tonight, just in what I saw. I thought he had a really strong little things game. I thought he did a lot of, uh, like, a lot of the details well, and I thought he played uh, decently in his own zone. He uh, challenged some entries, broke up some plays, made some second effort plays. But that dude needs to start getting pucks on net. I, I, I don't know what else to say. He can't keep hitting skates. He can't keep hitting um, – 
shin pads. He can't keep hitting sticks. Shane Gosses Bear is a premier NHL player because of his ability to produce points. He needs to do more of that. I, he did end up getting an assist, I believe, on Voracek's goal. Yeah, 18th assist. Um, so that's it's a saving grace there. But he is another guy. While I appreciate some other things he did well tonight, and I want to point them out, because there is more to hockey than scoring goals and putting up, you know, the baseline stats. Um, but that's his thing, and he needs to do better at it. Uh, the power play as a whole needs to do better at it, and I think that's really where they lost the game tonight, uh, the failures on the power plays especially early. All right, now let's turn it over to your comments. Provy and Patrick were our best skaters tonight. Uh, I thought – yeah, those two are definitely up there. I liked Provorov's aggressiveness. I've really liked his aggressiveness overall since the All-Star break. Uh, Patrick continues to show signs of really being a, a difference maker after uh, just a terrible first half of the season. thought Jake was good tonight. He gets that goal late. Uh, of course, Jake's going to make some frustrating turnovers now and then. We all know that. But I thought uh, he created a couple of opportunities using his skating, using his ability to carry the puck through the neutral zone and over the blue line, and uh, using his passing. I just thought Jake was pretty good tonight. Back-checked a couple of times, uh, was back for some rushes, covering for a defenseman. So I thought Jake was pretty good tonight. But, yeah, for a game that the Flyers – like, and that's the – I can't say they played poorly tonight. When you outshoot the other team – 51 to 28, you didn't play poorly. I know the shots and the advanced stats, they're not always the whole story. But when you outshoot the other team 51-28, you're usually going to win. Um, that just wasn't the case tonight, and that's a bummer. But uh, even though I don't think they played poor, I don't think anyone was over-the-top good tonight outside of like the couple of guys I've mentioned. We need to hit the net. Certainly do. Poor outlet passes, poor entries. Ghost was horrible. When's the last time he hit the net? Yeah, I won't say Ghost was horrible his whole game, but the uh, those those plays that you know lead to goals, he needs to be making more of them. If a flyer player pulled what Malkin did, uh, imagine what would happen. I mean, he did. It was. I mean, he Malkin got a match penalty, and we like. I, I don't know. Radko Gouda slashed someone in the head last year. Got a ten, got a, got a, got a ten-game suspension. Like that's just what happens. I, I, Malkin's going to get disciplined for it, as he should. Raffle also, if he, if Raffle doesn't want to get cheap shotted back, he can't punch guys in the back of the head. Now, I believe what he did was smart because antagonizing Malkin leads to plays like that because he's got a temper. He does have a bit of a dirty streak in him, and he did something that helped the Flyers. He got himself kicked out of a game and took a five-minute major penalty as the Flyers are trying to make their comeback. I believe the antagonizing worked and good for Raffle for sticking his neck on the line. But you have to know, like, that's a that could possibly happen if you punch a guy in the back of the head. Like, I don't think Raffle's faultless here. Obviously, you can't swing your stick. And Malkin's going to get suspended. He's going to get fined. He was kicked out of the game. And all those things are what should happen. But, you know, punch someone in the back of the head, you, they're going to retaliate. Flyers dominated the Penguins. Pens got lucky. I won't say they got lucky. They got some bounces, but, uh, like... I tweeted this, I think. Yes, the bounce to Crosby for that goal where Hart's looking on the other end and somehow 
it didn't hit the netting or anything and just ends up on Crosby's stick alone, yes, that's fluky. If you're going to drift over and uh, help your guy behind the net and no one's going to cover for you, if Sidney Crosby is left alone, one of the best players ever to play, the best player of his generation, is left alone next to your net, the bounce might have been fluky, but the result wasn't. Someone needs to be on 87 and to leave him alone. I don't care how silly the play was leading up to it. That's what happens when you leave the best player of the last decade alone. This team can't beat the Penguins. I mean, didn't they beat the Penguins in, like, December? The Pens got the most puck luck I've ever seen tonight. They definitely got some bounces, and that's part of it. Uh, Flyers needed to convert. They uh, A couple of Limblom chances early. One of those two has to go in. I'm sorry. The, uh, the first one, I think, on the feed from Patrick on the two-on-one. He got the puck over to him. He got the puck over to him on his tape, uh, past the defender's stick, and he had the top of the net to shoot at and hit Murray with it. It's a good save. Sometimes that happens, but you get a chance like that, you need to bury it in a game this big. You have to convert those chances. This game beyond piss me off, it's an absolutely infuriating result, and I hope the players are as pissed as uh, as we all are, because that will make for some really entertaining hockey on the 23rd. I don't think anyone wants – they're not holding on to Simmons, Chris. They're trading him. It's happening. Bright side, this should get Myers in the game versus Minnesota. Yeah, it's going to be a question of who comes out, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Phil Myers, definitely. I think Stolarz needs to start tomorrow night. I mean, yeah, that's what you do. You go back-to-back, you start the other goalie. I'm not worried about Hart. Thought he played pretty well overall. Definitely denied Gensel a couple of times on uh, some prime chances, made some big saves. Um, Yeah, the first one's just some bullshit. Like, some bullshit happened. Crosby gets that goal. It's freaking Crosby. Jesus. Uh, Second goal is the – what? That's the – Drew knocks it down at center, and it ends up right on uh, Malkin's stick. Malkin drops it. It looks like it got a piece of Provorov's stick. Hart still could have had that one. Um, Tough play there. Uh, Tough save. I think it's a little – once you see the replay and see it hit Provorov's stick, it's like, oh, okay. But I still don't like goalies getting beat to the far side like that. Like, You have enough time to adjust, I feel like. Uh, But, you know, it's a tough save but I wish you would have had it. Um, the third one is the uh, – that's the wraparound. Again, you, you want him to make that save. He took away the post and gets beat, you know, five-hole. Um, Sanheim needs to win that race. That's my number one takeaway on the third goal is Sanheim needs to win that race. That's all there is to it. Um, you know, to let him beat you like that off a neutral zone face-off and whatever, that's inexcusable. But – yeah, Hart was fine. I don't think he was – I mean, we've seen him play better, I'd say. But I I can't say, oh, yeah, he can't play tomorrow. No, he just shouldn't play tomorrow because why go back-to-back when you don't have to, especially against Minnesota, who aren't exactly the Penguins. Get Stoli his time, too. Keep him fresh. You people are so bitter and negative. 9-1-1 last 11 games. Like, yeah, this is – uh, go back, I mean, coming into this game, they had like nine, uh, 21 of the last 24 points. Like they lost a game to a really good team. I realize it's uh, like I realize it's a rivalry game and we get all pumped for it. But uh, like it's just I, I would have loved to win this one, too. This would have been a huge win. Giroux needs to be better. A lot of guys need to be better. 
uh, I'm not saying I'm not going back. Oh my God, they suck. No, they didn't suck tonight. They they could have won this game. They didn't uh, play like this a lot. Clean up a couple of things. You'll win a lot of games. It's clear to me that the Penguins are inside the Flyers' heads. Uh, I okay. I guess I I don't really get that impression. Uh, wasn't JVR invisible tonight? Yeah, I, that dude was nowhere to be found. JVR is another one. I wanted to make that point. Um, just nowhere to be found at all. Uh, did he have a shot on goal tonight? Where are you at, JVR? Uh, he did not have a shot. So, yeah, that's – I mean, Veroni, JVR, and Raffle are the only guys who don't get – or the only forwards who didn't get a shot. Uh, Haig, the only defenseman who didn't get a shot. Uh, yeah, so um, I, I didn't like JVR's game at all tonight. I thought he was totally ineffective. A uh, guy like him, I know he's not the prototypical power forward. He'll never be Wayne Simmons. I just need him to be more of a force uh, on the forecheck behind the net and stuff in a game like this against a team with a, a Chris Letang. I need you to hit Chris Letang. I don't need you poke checking uh, the, the empty net goal at the end. He, he reaches. Go put a body on him, especially the way that game was ending. He's taking a shot to win the game there on the empty net. Fucking put a body on him. Like Just little things like that bothered me about JVR tonight. Will a defenseman be traded soon after Myers' call-up and Moran getting healthy? i got to believe some trades are coming. Um, I, I think they're just going to maybe work some guys in. I just don't – who – I, I – Again, I'm not going to reject the ghost trade immediately, but, like, you probably lose that trade. Uh, outside of him, what defenseman uh, – maybe a Gudis, but you have a whole year to trade Gudis with him having another year on his contract. I, I, I don't see the return being huge for him. Again, if, if it's a big overpay for Radko, absolutely trade him. I just don't see – an opportunity where a, a defensive trade necessarily makes a ton of sense. I think they're just going to try to work some guys in. Um, maybe they go with seven defensemen one night. You know, do, does, do Phil Veroni and Michael Raffle absolutely need to play every single night? I don't think so. Um, you know, what did Vorobiev do tonight to earn the next game? So if they go with tw with um, 11 forwards and seven defensemen a night or two, that wouldn't bother me a little bit. Um yeah, I just uh, – I, I don't think anyone on that fourth line, like, is in dire need of playing time. So, go with that. But I, I think it's going to be more someone comes out for a game. There's going to be some phantom, oh, he's got a lower body injury. He's day-to-day. -day. We're going to get whoever in and, you know, stuff like that. Flyers should have responded differently to the Malkin crap. There was no way they were getting back in the game, so they should have sent a message that you don't try to decapitate someone when you were three goals ahead. I mean, there was a way to get into the game, though. That's why you do that to Malkin to get that penalty. That's why it's okay to punch Malkin in the back of the head. Like, I, Have you ever watched a Flyers-Penguins game before? Guys score tons of goals in short periods of time. All the time, both ways. For the last decade, that's the way it's gone. Uh, I don't have a problem with the way they responded, and I typically do. But if you believe yourself to still be in that game as they did and as they were, yeah, you take the penalty, and then it's, you can always get back at Malkin. You play them a bunch every single year. Try to win tonight. Try to force overtime, extend the point streak, whatever. It was very possible to get back into that game still. 
Hey, Bill, just a bad Sanheim night. Does Gordon juggle the D pairs tomorrow? When do we see Myers and Bailey? Uh, I would like to see both of them play. Yeah, Bailey definitely deserves some time, too, based on what I saw out of the fourth line tonight, which was very little. Um, I, w- I was trying to run through this, la- the other, whatever the last post game was, whenever I was here last, trying to think about what the D pairs could be. Um, thinking you keep Sanheim and Provorov together. Um, I'd stick with that, then go Ghost Gudis, and then either McDonald or Haig. I think it'll be McDonald. I would prefer Haig, but I don't think Haig's some super important. Got to get him. Like, nah, I just think he's a guy. Uh, I, I like him better than McDonald, but I would like no one better than McDonald. If they were to just go, yeah, we're only going to dress five. I'd be like, all right, fine, cool. Uh, but uh, either one, Hager, McDonald with Myers on the third pair, I think would be fine. Um, I think that's the way to go. Infuriating is not even a strong enough word for me. It was, it this one, this one sucked. Uh, again, part of me is like, I'm glad I can be mad about games because the way I felt about this team a couple of months ago was like, what the fuck ever, good, it's over. And this one I was into, and I like that. But you know what comes with that is bitter disappointment and very strong anger. So again, please address how trash Giroux was. I think I have multiple times already. He was very bad and needs to be better. This is one of the worst games uh, of his season so far. Do you think part of the problem with JVR is that he is again buried on the third line? Uh, Not really. They, they mix the lines a lot. And the problem with JVR is I, I, I sometimes I, Listen, goal scorers are streaky, and when he's not scoring, he needs to give you more than just, you know, if, okay, goal scorers are streaky. I accept that. When he's not scoring, he has to give you more. He has to give you something else, too. He has to give you a reason to keep him up there. They they, they juggle the lines all the time. It's, 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 con- it's a constant juggle, and it should be because, one, no line is playing strong enough to warrant being kept together, and, two, most of these guys have been together long enough that they have chemistry and know what each other does, that it shouldn't be this huge upheaval. Like, oh, my God, I'm playing. Like, no, you played with him all last season. All these guys. JVR, obviously an exception, hasn't been here for six years. But one guy, you have one job. Go to the corner, get the puck loose, and then go to the front of the net and wait for someone to hit you with it. That's it. Why is Ghost still out there on the first power play? Because it's his job. Um, I, I don't – the Provorov on the second unit baffles me. Sanheim not having either of their job uh, is crazy to me. Why wasn't there a coach's time – That it's not something you can challenge. The, the call wasn't something you can challenge. The whistle blew, nothing you could do about it. It's not challengeable. Part of the problem with JVR, the combos, I don't think it is. I think JVR just needs to play better. That's, he's a streaky guy. Goal scorers are streaky. I accept that. But when he's not scoring, he needs to do other stuff. And I didn't see him do a damn thing tonight. You should be able to play with anybody. Uh, this team isn't hurting for centers now that Drew's back at center. Again, not how I would do it. Don't love it. Uh, but now that Drew's back at center, this team isn't hurting for centers the way it was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. So uh, I, you need to be able to go out and play with anybody. If you're you're playing with uh, Nolan Patrick, if you're playing with Scott Lawton, if he gets moved to center, if you're playing with Vorobiev, you need to go out and make a play. You're getting paid $7 bucks. You, you can only complain so much. Listen, 
when when Nolan Patrick was playing like absolute dog shit, yeah, that hurt him because that brings down the whole line. But now that's not the case. Face-off wins on the power play were horrible. Seems like if the Flyers don't win that face-off, it throws off the whole power play. Yeah, and that's I talk about how face-offs are a largely overrated stat just because of like when like when you look at the way it was tonight, uh let's see here. 57-43, like that seems like a huge number. And then when you break it down, it's like there's a couple of face-off difference. It's not really that big a deal. But individual face-offs on special teams, you know, in a zone, those are big. You win that first draw cleanly, like you have the puck and you are already set up, and that is a huge advantage. Uh, this team clearly struggles to, uh, you know, enter the zone on the power play, even with the man advantage. Uh, so winning that face-off is a big deal. You're set up already. It's, it's uh, yeah, the face-offs, I thought, while um, while they're typically very good at face-offs, I thought special teams-wise, it really hurt them tonight. 51 shots, sometimes you just don't get the breaks. There's parts, there's absolutely something to that. Uh, like I said, I don't think the Flyers as a team played poorly tonight. I just don't think enough guys played up to their capabilities. Like, there's a there's a difference between, oh, yeah, you know, you play like this enough, you're going to win. And, no, we needed to go make a statement tonight and win this fucking game. Uh, they absolutely didn't do that tonight, obviously, because they lost. But um, I just – like I, I can only be so down about the way they played because I don't think they played poorly. And they've been playing – you know, they've been winning. They haven't played very well every night during this streak but they've won a ton more than they've lost lately. Um, uh, This just happens sometimes. Uh, It's a mix. It's very much a mixed bag for me, my reaction to this game. You can't challenge if the whistle is blown. That's just, there's no point to it. So is Gordon doing the job to take the interim tag off, or uh, do we still get Q? That's a decision to be made at the end of the year. If you can get Quenville, you go get Quenville. That you go get the best guy available for the job. Go get him. Doesn't count against the cap. There's no reason not to. If he wants it, if he wants to stay retired, if he wants to go coach somewhere else, you know, those are decisions out of your control. And if that's the case, Gordon can stay. Wouldn't have a problem with it. Gordon can stay in this organization if they go get Q and he wants to. Uh, but I, I don't. Gordon has done a good job with certain guys really helping bring their games around, I think. But um, I want the best – this late-season run that I've seen this team make with Dave Haxtell and Craig Berube at Coach 2 isn't really swaying me to believe that, oh, there's no other guy but Gordon for this job. I like Gordon. I think he's doing decent. Uh, if, if Q doesn't want the job and they do a bunch of interviews and he's – who they choose, I won't have a problem with it, but I'm not just giving him the job. I'm not just taking the interim tag off and saying, he's our guy. We gave him a five-year deal. No, no. Uh, Chuck Fletcher sees what we're seeing. Clearly, Panarin, Duchesne, Stone, type UFA needed for top six in power play. Yeah, they. I mean, again, in my world of what I would do with this team, Claude Giroux, not a center, uh, I would have him and Couturier as an inseparable duo. Um, and then I would absolutely love Stone there. But a, another center, whether it's Duchesne or through a trade or whatever, they need another center. Uh, and that takes so much burden off of Patrick. Uh, obviously, Pan- Panarin, dynamic playmaker, 
I would take any one of those guys. I think Stone's at the top of my list just because having the Giroux, um, Giroux, Stone first line is just a dream to me. Um, what they could do against other top lines and then also producing points would be huge. Uh, uh, Carlson, number one, way up here, Eric Carlson. But, you know, I, I still believe once uh, after the trade deadline and he can sign the eight-year deal with San Jose, he's going to. Uh, but if he doesn't, go get him. Absolutely. 11 forwards and 7 D-men has always been smart. Problem is they le- literally never do it outside of emergency. Yeah, I, I, I think other teams do it a little more often, some other teams. Um it's, it always comes down to what if we have an injury and then we're down to 10. But when you look at the ice time, like, okay, let's see the ice time here. Like Travis Connect, the only played 951 tonight and 334 of it was on the power play. Uh, Raffle, 1123. Vorobiev, 703. Veroni, 713. So you had three guys under 10 minutes and you had two of them under 715. And then, you know, you had four guys under 11.30 tonight. Don't tell me you can't go with 10 if you have seven defensemen. Uh, but that's always the, you know, that's always, oh, what if we have what if we have an injury? Then we only have 10. Like, go with 10 all the time. Myers was on the ice for warm-ups. Any idea why he didn't play? Eh, they just uh, let him skate. He hasn't played. Let him go skate. Uh, they have everyone out there. Maybe there was somebody who was uh, testing something out. That's always possible, too. But you can put him out there for warm-up, so why not? So you don't think the Flyers played tight tonight, even a little, missed high and wide multiple times, dumb turnovers, messing in, easy passes and plays. After the kind of streak they've been on, that tells me Penguins own space inside the Flyers' heads. Didn't they just beat the Penguins last time they played them, though? I think that that's just the kind of team this is. This is a sloppy team all the time. They played sloppy as shit against the Ducks. It's just that the Ducks suck. Like, the Ducks fired their coach because they didn't even try in the first period. Like, I think this is just kind of the team the Flyers are because they're not a complete team. They have a young defense. Their their forwards just – they have two lines. I just think that's the type of team the Flyers are, and a much better team than the Ducks took advantage of it. If this Patrick is the real Patrick, I'm happy. Yeah, I can't judge Nolan Patrick until I see him start and end a year and be somewhat consistent because we were saying the exact same thing about him this time last season. Oh, if this is the real Nolan Patrick, yes, that was a huge pickup, winning that lottery, getting up to the number two pick, big deal. Um, He's been good, absolutely. Really liking what I've been seeing out of Patrick overall. I need to see him start a year strong. I need to see him have a run where he looks like the best player on the ice for a couple of weeks. Uh, I just need to see more out of him. But, yeah, I really, if this is who he is, absolutely, I'll be very pleased with that. But we said the same thing this time last year. Patrick finding his game again, noticeable every shift. He definitely is. Uh, that was one of the things. Watching him against the Ducks, I was like, all right, cool. But the Ducks are one of the slowest teams I've ever watched. So, like, watching him skate against them, it's like, yes, when a car blows by you and you're standing still, it looks like that car is, you know, flying. Uh, but he, he, he had the same jump tonight, I thought. Vegas odds that Malkin gets suspended, I can't imagine he won't be. Um, he, that's a suspendable play. 
Ghost needs to go. His shot hasn't hit the net in over a year. That's fine if you get something good for him. You don't just get rid of defensemen who have 70-point potential. Like, it's just, oh, my God, get rid of them. Like, oh, my God, you people. Have you learned nothing from the history of this team just giving up on guys like ice? Ugh. Trade Simmer and JVR to Chicago for Kane. Why would they make that trade? Like, why in the world would Chicago make that trade? Doesn't make sense having Vorobiev on the fourth line. Doesn't move the meter. If you think he's a, he is a player, then play him. Well, he needs to play to prove that he's a player. He needs to go out and make something happen to get more ice time. Sports are a meritocracy. You don't just get ice time. Go out and do something, or you play seven minutes. Why didn't Myers play? Because they just didn't play him. He just wasn't – they just didn't play him. There's probably better ways to get him his debut than against the Penguins, is what I'm going to guess uh, Gordon says if he talks about it after the game. Uh, he's probably on right now, but – I don't have the biggest problem in the world with him not playing. It's He didn't play because they weren't ready to play him. Do you think losing to Pitt is going to be hard on Hart? No, because Hart's a mature guy. It's, oh, my God. No, he's just going to go out and do his job next game because that's what he does. Hey, Bill, do you think they changed the lineup tomorrow night? Yeah, this is a good excuse. With the streak ending, while you hate to see it end, and especially hate to see it again, end against the fucking Penguins, Coaches hate mixing things up when you're on a streak. I get it. You're winning a bunch of games. So this is a good opportunity to get Myers in, to get Bailey in, to get guys out and tell them what they need to work on. Uh, I I do think we're going to see some changes tomorrow night. Haven't the Flyers had similar seasons like this under Hack? Start off terrible, then pick it up for the second half. Yeah, they've been doing this for the second half of this decade now. So that's why I'm not, oh, my God, it's all Scott Gordon. I think I've seen positive things out of certain guys that make me think Scott Gordon is good, at, at least is at least better than Hack, because this isn't Claude Giroux having an MVP caliber season, uh, having three points every night and dragging a, uh, you know, dragging a mediocre team. This is having a turnaround from multiple players who very badly needed one. Uh, but again, I, I still, if I, uh, the position, I think if you put Scott Gordon as like head of player development or something like that, uh, like off ice, life coach, whatever the hell you want to, whatever title you want to assign to it. I have no problem with him getting that position, but he's still a relatively young guy. And I'm sure he's you know, having some success here with a team that was dead in the water. I mean, at one point this season, they were in 31st place. Now they're back in the playoff hunt. Uh, I'm sure if he's not getting the job here, he's going to say, I think I've earned the right to coach somewhere in this league. Uh, and that's very much uh, his right to think that. Yeah, you do. Um, but if he wants to stay in another position, if we get a guy like Quenville, absolutely. That's cool. Do that. Um, yeah. Look on the bright side. They have to play Myers now. <sighs> this is the Flyers, man. They don't have to do shit. It's the Flyers. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think now that the streak is over and you're going to Minnesota. It's not the biggest game ever. Um, Get him in there, get his feet wet, see how it goes, and then make your decision for um, for what's going to happen going into, and then, of course, after the deadline on the 25th. Offer sheet, Braden Point. The Bolts are up against the cap. All the money the Flyers have, they can offer a deal. The Bolts can't match. Doesn't even have to be that much. I mean, it has to be a ton for him to want to sign it. 
that's the thing is you can't just pluck a guy. He's got to want to sign the deal. And I think you have to overpay to do that. But do it. That said, do it. You have the money. He's young. He, he keep. A, I, I just – there's no reason not to. And if somehow Tampa figures out a way to match it, that ruins it. That blows up their cap. That's it. I mean, they have a bunch of good players, and they could get by on what they have. But going out, it all of a sudden, oh, man, we need another top four defenseman for our rotation, because, like at the trade deadline next year or whatever. We need this to make our run. They can't do it. They won't be able to do other things, and I think that's a big deal. Uh, there's absolutely no reason um, – not to offer sheet Braden Point. Like Mitch Marner, I think I think Toronto has enough to make it work with their core. It's going to be tough, and they're going to have to pull off what Charlie refers to as that Chicago and that Detroit pyramid scheme where you go up to a Brad Richards and go, hey, we can give you $1 million, but also, like, you being here for a million dollars, you'll probably get your name on the cup again, and that's cool, right? Like, they'll have to do those sorts of things, but I think they can make it work with their core, whereas Tampa already has those guys. And now the Braden points of the world, like Yanni Gord's getting a huge uh, uh, raise. I couldn't think of the word raise, Jesus. Um, Like, Yanni Gord's getting a big raise next season, stuff like that. They're going to have to buy out Ryan Callahan if they want any opportunity to salvage their cap situation. And, again, it's not like, oh, my God, woe is us. Tampa. They can easily get by on what they have and be a very good team. Um, but if you can somehow steal a good player from them and or wreck their cap, why wouldn't you do it? Uh, from Isaac, NHL, Dave Isaac tweeted this, I guess. Matt Joseph put it in the uh, put it in the comments. NHL security said the league doesn't permit referees to be made available, but Jake Voracek said referee Kyle Raymond apologized after the waved off goal due to the too early whistle. And if, like, it's just one of those things, bad calls happen. And again, like, this isn't the reason they lost, because they still needed three goals to win this game, and that was only one of them. Uh, everything goes the same, they lose this game three to two. Yeah, or, you know, the, and not counting the empty netter and shit. I'm just talking about the actual goals of determining outcome. Um, but I go back to that fucking, uh, the game six or game, I think it was game six against Nashville. Nashville scores that early goal. The ref's hanging out in the corner eating chips or talking to a girl along the boards or whatever the hell he was doing. And um, it just goes, oh, no, he he had it when he was just in the worst possible position and never saw the puck. Uh, Like, I think of that, and I'm like, man, for all the people out there who want to say the league favors the Penguins, you get your ammo for this shit. Like, you, you see it. All for DeShane, uh, thought he would force Frost to the – though he would force Frost to the wing, not that that much of a big deal. He's very dynamic, but he's very dynamic at center. And it's not the – he's very dynamic at center as, you know, now being who he is in the league he's in. Not every center there, even like I'm at – he comes up and plays wing for a couple of years and grows into being a center. That's totally possible. He forces his way into center, or he and Duchesne alternate. It's, there's a lot of different things you can do. 
Yeah, like I get, I want to leave all the spots open in the world for all these guys. I don't know when Morgan Frost is going to be ready. I'd like to believe he makes this team out of camp and wins the Calder Trophy next year. That's beautiful. Morgan Frost, hip, hip, hooray. Let's get on the bandwagon. But I don't know if he's any good at all at this level. There's plenty of guys who score in juniors and don't do shit in the NHL. Now, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be a very good player. I'm just saying I'm not not going out and getting a guy who can help me win right now because maybe Morgan Frost can play that position at some point. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. They were not going to throw in Myers tonight as his first game. Tomorrow night was always much more likely. Yeah, this was just such a big game. It might not be the night to give you know a guy a look, which is what you're doing with Myers. Um, you can make the case he earned it, and some of these defensemen playing haven't. Um, I'm going to be upset, but I don't think it will be totally warranted if, say, Ghost comes out of the lineup and Myers plays or something like that. Um, I think you could bring other guys out, and it would make more sense. Uh, like I said, I think Ghost had a very good little things game tonight, but he still needs to like be the guy he was last year. I need you producing points, bro. I, I I very much love it when you step up on a two-on-one and deny his own entry. I think that's great. Cool. You need to do that too. Uh, the second effort plays in the D zone. He had a couple of interceptions in the D zone. I like all that. You need to do that stuff. But at the end of the day, Ghost is here because of his dynamic offensive ability. He's a defenseman with dynamic offensive ability. And if he's not giving you that, you're not getting – all the best qualities of him. He needs to give us that again. And that starts with getting the puck through. Stop getting it blocked. Stop shooting wide. You just got to get it on net. I know it's much harder said than done, or much easier said than done. I know it's much harder than any of us could ever imagine. I get it. I could barely get pucks through playing South Jersey high school hockey. I get that it's hard. If you want an easy job, go be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, all right? You have a hard job, get it done. If you had to build our D around one guy, who would you pick? It's Provorov has the highest upside, but you don't have to. That's the beautiful thing. You have all these guys. They're here already. I don't think Malkin's going to be suspended for more than a couple of games. Keith Primo's kid just won another beanpot. Good for him. First time in a while, Giroux had a noticeably bad game. I guess he is human after all. I don't think in the last couple of weeks he's been playing his best hockey, which is, uh, to me, it's a good thing. When you can win and he has no points and two shots on net, like that means your complete team game is starting to come around. However, that said, you can't be a no-show tonight. And it just – and I'm not one of the – I'm not one of the G – I, I I defend G, and I don't think he's just a guy who doesn't get it done in clutch situations. I think he's had a few bad playoff series. That happens. Um, and this team isn't good enough to win without him. That's also true. They, they don't have anything else and haven't for most of his tenure here. Um, but tonight he was not who they needed him to be. I think they need the complete team game. That's what hockey is. You need everybody contributing. That said, he's the captain, he's the highest paid player, he's the leading scorer, he's Claude freaking Drew. He needs to be Claude freaking Drew in what was the biggest game of the year thus far. There's going to be a lot more big games this year, and he needs to show up in those too. 
but he need they needed more out of him tonight. They needed more out of several guys tonight. But he's Claude Giroux. Thoughts on TK's play as of late? To, to me, he is as infuriating as Ghost, not advocating moving either, just finds his game increasingly frustrating. Yeah, this is the this is the this is growing up in the NHL, I guess. And I give TK a little more rope just because he's younger. Um, but there are obvious holes. Travis Konechny is a has a ton of potential, and he's got a lot of talent, and he can be an electrifying player. He needs to find some consistency. He needs to really just be smarter a lot of the time. Um, I, I don't think he's been playing his best hockey lately. I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, he, he's got some turnovers. He just makes some head-scratching passes sometimes. Um, his whether to pass or shoot, uh, like, just decision-making is often just, you go, what, what what were you looking at? Because from where I'm sitting, you know, that was a really bad decision. Uh, but that's when we said, you know, it was a little disingenuous when we said it because we're going to complain about it either way. We're going to complain about it either way. But when we said we'd rather lose with the young kids than be mediocre with the vets, this is what we were saying. Hey, I'd rather see the holes in their game and have them work on them because that's what you see, a lot of the holes in these guys' games. If they successfully offer Sheet Braden Point, I would be shocked for a number of different reasons. The fact that offer sheets just don't exist anymore, if there's not an offer sheet this summer with the number of RFAs, and a lot of them are in situations where their team will be able to match. And that's why, to me, Braden Point is the litmus test. Because if nobody offer sheets Braden Point, to me, that's evidence of collusion. I think the players, it shouldn't even let it get to a lockout. When the CBA expires, when it's getting close, the players should say, we're striking. Because the GMs are working against us to keep our salaries down. And GMs aren't doing their job, which is take every available avenue to improve their team. They're working in a, as a collective unit to keep our salaries down. Uh, and if there's no offer sheet to Braden Point, I would have no problem with the players threatening to strike over it. Curious why the refs wanted to send Giroud to the locker room instead of let him stay in the box at the end of the game. That whole sequence was asinine. Um, I don't know, because I guess you let him come back out for OT when the if they tie it up. I, I don't know. I, I guess they deemed the game was over. I don't know. I thought that was stupid as hell, though. Uh, the call to begin with was stupid. It was a loose puck. He took a swipe at a loose puck. My God. If any star in the league, and I'm talking about Malkin and Crosby along with this, if any star in the league got the type of protection from the officials that Matt Murray got tonight, this league would be in much better shape. Much rather have Panarin or Stone than Duchesne. Uh, I'm... It's tough for me because I know we need a center. That's the if you can trade for a different if you sign one of those wingers and trade for a different really good center, I'd be all for that. I'm just looking at team need and thinking of Duchesne as a need just because he's the he's the he's a really good center. Uh, and you could pair him with some of the wings we have and have that good then you're looking at uh, Couturier, Duchesne, Patrick, whoever, Lawton, whatever down the middle. And that's really good center depth. Um, 
but Stone, in, in terms of forwards, just what I want to see on this team, Stone is at the top of my list. Uh, and Panarin and Duchesne are probably like 2A and 2B. I, I, I think I'm equal on them, I guess. Trade Simmer and JVR for, yeah, okay. Ghost is trying to pick corners, throw it down on the pads for points. Uh, a lot of times I see, you know, uh, he's got a great shot and I want to see it, but right now he doesn't. And that's, yeah, he needs to just get it through. And when you're paying guys like Wayne Simmons and JVR and you're using Patrick in front of the net in different setups and you have all these guys whose job it is to bang away down low, give them that opportunity. Yes, we all love the ghost bombs in the top corner. But right now, I have as much chance of hitting that corner as you do, kid. Fucking just get it there and let Simmons and JVR hammer away because that's what they're there to do. <laughs> AMAC has been working closely with Ghost to help Ghost get back to form. Hang in there. Hey, future head coach, Andrew McDonald. I love it. Giroux was definitely gripping his stick too hard tonight. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the issue was, but he did not play well enough. In my opinion, only two players will be moved by the deadline, Simmons and Raffle. And those are the most obvious ones. Uh, those are your two pending UFAs. You move, and I, I like that Scott Gordon has kind of come out and said, Although we're playing well, that doesn't change my opinion of what needs to happen at the deadline in so many words. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I believe – I think other big moves, a potential core shakeup, could very definitely happen um, after the season. But I think there are just too many moving parts uh, to do it in season. There's just salaries and all different things to – take into consideration here uh do they have any other pending ufas just mckenna and the other two goalies Neuvert and elliott yeah so uh sandheim and provy both rfas uh phil veroni too pending ufa but you know it's phil freaking veroni uh yeah so raffle and simmons i i agree that um those will be the only two moved by the trade deadline uh, by July 1st, July 2nd, July 3rd, between the, the draft at the end of June and first couple of days of free agency, excuse me, between the draft and the first couple of days of free agency, I think a lot more could happen. I do think a potential core shakeup is coming, but um, until then, uh, yeah. The thing that interests me most is the McDonald buyout, especially now that – oh, yeah, and Leterre is a pending UFA too, but he's back – you know, he's gone. Um, now that they got someone to take Weiss's contract, and it, I don't think they're retaining any salary. They retained 150 of Christian Follin this year, so they didn't retain anything next year. Um, yeah. I think uh, there's a chance for an Andrew McDonald buyout. And I never thought it was possible before. I always believed Andrew McDonald would play out his contract or the sun would burn out, one or the other. Um, but now, with a different regime, with the you know, front office trying to get fans back, uh, trying to excite a, uh, a fan base that really just lost interest, um, 
I and you know, obviously wanting to create roster spots for guys who might be ready to play and to bring in a you know potential upgrade, whether it's Eric Carlson or someone who's not Eric Carlson, but some kind of upgraded defense. Uh, I, I very much believe that Andrew McDonald uh, uh, buyout is finally possible, and I never did before. I think Raffle deserves better than only fourth-line work. Eh, he's a fourth-liner. He's a good fourth-liner. It's what he is. What does he do to make you think, oh, yeah, he'd really, he'd really help us out with a better role? I thought him being used as the sixth forward when Hart came out tonight at the end. They've got a power play. They pull the goalie, so it's six on four, and you bring in Raffle. Like, really? That's what you did? Uh, I tweeted Charlie. I hope he saw it. I just wanted to hear the reasoning for using him as the sixth guy. Carter Hart is moving in with Jake. If Jake got traded deadline, does Carter Hart get Jake's house? Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd probably get to stay, right? <laughs> he wouldn't kick him out. I doubt Jake would just sell his house. So, uh, yeah, I, I assume he would get to stay. He's got at least a lease. If not, he owns it. Can't be upset about this game. Yes, you can. It was a frustrating game to lose. If you watch that game beginning to end, you can very much be upset by it. Not sure why you waste your team with this franchise. Same mediocre garbage year after year. Yeah, you're hanging out in here too. Um, what, like, what? <laughs> what? Okay. Cool story, Jim. Cool story. It's going to be an interesting, possibly exciting July for us in Philly this year. Flyers actually have cap room to make significant improvements for the first time in, what, 10 years. Yeah, and that's something I, I very much credit Ron Hextall with. Uh, whether he was targeting this offseason because of the names available or he just had to work and work and work to clear the space to finally have the ability to go out and do this, uh, and it just so happens to be this year, We'll never know, but I do credit him with finally getting us out of the cap hell he inherited. It was that and stocking a farm system that I can't even say restocking because the farm system was never stocked. <laughs> I can't even, you know, even when we had Richards and Carter and Umberger was here and some other young guys, um, it's not like there was anyone behind them. Uh, they played in the AHL, like Yoni Pitkin in and all them, Ninamaki. They all played in the AHL because there was a lockout. Uh, so they got to play in the Calder Cup playoffs but and win a cup down there. But, you know, when the season started, they were all up here, and there was no one left down there. So I can't even say restocking a farm system. He stocked a farm system that had never been stocked before and got us out of cap hell, and all those things were very necessary. Um, now it's up to Fletcher to cash in some of those chips. And I'm not saying sell everybody. That's stupid. Always have a good pipeline of guys coming in. But you need to identify who you believe to be your core pieces and then use some of these guys because there's just not enough room for them. You'll never be able to play all these guys. Um, so you, you just have to uh, try to go out and improve this team with other moves this offseason and part with some of your prospects. Not all of them, not half of them. Just a number of them who you identify as guys you view as expendable. I wasted thousands of dollars as a season ticket holder of this team. I feel bad for those who continue to throw their hard-earned money supporting an organization that never gets it right. Ah, shucks, Jim. Ah, shucks. Why are you here? Why are you here? If you don't care about the Flyers at all and just know how it's always going to end, why are you here? 
Say we get a first-round pick for Simmons. Do you keep both picks or trade up in the draft? Depends on what's there. Depends on, you know, it's not if they don't, you know. To me, the move is, I think, Simmons to Colorado is the best-case scenario for the Flyers. First of all, I just like Colorado. I'm going to be there if they make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to be there around the time of the first round. So I would like to go and see them, and it would be cool to see Wayne Simmons play in the playoffs for them. Uh, but beyond that, they have two first-round picks. One of them is Ottawa's, and Ottawa's terrible, and they are in danger of missing the playoffs. There is a chance both of their picks are in the lottery. If you could somehow come away with the condition of we trade Simmons for a first-round pick from Colorado, and then it is the le- less valuable of the two because they could do something like you know have the thirteenth, thirteenth worst, thirteenth best odds, and move up to number two, like um, like you know, like we did with Nolan Patrick, uh, and then we get Otto's pick wherever that lands. But most likely, it would be theirs just because of the way the lottery works. But I think because they have two, and one of them is Ottawa's, which should be really good you have the best chance of getting a first-round pick. Ah, here's my mouth. Ah. You have the best chance of getting the first-round pick from Colorado. Uh, they don't have the deepest farm system, but they have some guys. I doubt they'd, uh, I doubt they'd trade Cal McCarr, which is like the, their top prospect. But beyond, I don't know. They got a couple of guys. The picks are what are most interesting to me in the Simmons trade, um, unless you can get either – a Kevin Fiala or a Eli Tolvanen from um, from Nashville, something like that, or even like an Andreas Johnson or Kasperi Kapanen from Toronto, uh, like those guys who are still prospects, but also uh, Tolvanen's in the AHL, but for the most part, guys who are still prospects, but also contributing in the NHL. I would that's the kind of uh, player I'd be looking for. If you can get both. We'll get both, but I I don't know if the market's going to be that hot for Wayne Simmons. All right, guys, we're up over an hour, so we're just going to take a couple more here. <laughs> Edmonton first. They inherently get a 20% lottery chance boost regardless of position. If they were to ever, like, win another lottery, I wouldn't care if it happened live. If Bettman draws the number and just goes, oh, fucking Ottawa won. We're doing it over. We're not doing this again. We're doing it over. I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. Even if the Rangers won the lottery because of it, I would still go, that's fine. Yeah, give it to the Devils. That's fine. As long as it's not Edmonton. <laughs> Bill, did you hear they're planning on adding a new giant 4K Jumbotron at the Farg? I I, uh, I do hope they just keep upgrading that place because, like, uh, we've never had an all-star game. Shit, like, I just want that kind of stuff to be here. Like, they have a draft. It's... Uh, ridiculously awesome atmosphere we're having our second outdoor game now Now, obviously those don't get held at the wells fargo center but it's just such a rabid hockey fan base that like bring more hockey events here you know we had the frozen four a couple years ago and it ends up being ghost first johnny hockey in the freaking final like that's awesome i want more stuff like that and i think if they continue to upgrade the arena they'll get it because hell man I know it doesn't feel like it, but the arena's old at this point. It's old. I'm guessing it doesn't matter how much Comcast will be spending on the Sixers to keep their core together. Will it affect the money spent on the Flyers? No, because Comcast does not own the Sixers. They sold them years ago. 
All right, guys. That's about all the time we have for you tonight. Thank you for hanging out. I'll be right back here tomorrow night uh, after the Minnesota game, so come hang out with me again. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Just search Broad Street Hockey. Wherever there are podcasts, you will find us, and you will be happy with our constant content. BSH Radio, Fly Perbly, all the post games, pregame, checking out the competition. Those are a lot of fun. Sounds from the locker room. We have all sorts of content. You're going to love it. Subscribe to our podcast. Uh, I think that's all I have to sell now. So, yeah, that's it. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Have a great week, everybody.